Hi, fellow Texas questers. This is Diane Bays. Welcome to my How Big is Texas podcast. This podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, my amusement, and to tell you a little something about the Lone Star State. Feel free to add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow me on social media at How Big is Texas or on my blog, HowBigIsTexas.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast production. Now let's get started with today's Texas Quest. I'm Diane Bays, the number one quester at How Big is Texas, and your host for this podcast. Thanks for listening. This is episode number four, where I ask myself the question, how Texan are you? Welcome, and thanks for joining me. I'm coming to you today from the official world headquarters of How Big is Texas, located in my backyard she shed in San Angelo. This morning, I was reminded of a list I came across a few years back while perusing Facebook entitled, How Texan Are You? It consisted of a list of 100 statements and yes-no questions for you to check based on what you've experienced in Texas. Since I was born and raised in the Lone Star State, I decided to take the quiz because I knew I would ace it. Instead, I only scored a 61 out of 100. I was mortified. While I got over my initial shock, I was still disappointed in myself. I mean, I got an F. How could that be? These were 10 of my favorites on the list. Number one, have you been to the State Fair of Texas? I have visited the State Fair in Dallas many times and eaten a variety of fried food options. I've even purchased a few State Fair cookbooks and seen many a butter sculpture. Number two, have you seen the Alamo? (laughs) Almost every single visit to San Antonio. I believe it's kind of mandatory if you're in the Alamo City. Number three, have you had Bluebell ice cream? I've had it at home, and I've had it at the factory in Brenham. My favorites include banana pudding and blackberry cobbler, in case you were wondering. Number four, have you been swimming at Barton Springs in Austin? My dogs have even been swimming there. Number five, have you gone with your family or taken your kids to Six Flags? I bought season passes for me and my son back in the day so we could go to the park in Arlington as much as we liked. Just a note, Sunday afternoons are great. Everybody's going home so you have the park pretty much to yourself. Number six, have you taken your picture in a field of blue bonnets, the Texas state flower? (laughs) Many times across the state. I've never seen or thought about a rattlesnake being in the Texas State Flowers and hope never to think about them. Number seven, did you ever go to the Astrodome? It's been a while, but yes, when I was in high school and college, I made my way to Houston for a visit. If I remember correctly, I think I saw Juice Newton in concert there. Number eight, have you seen George Strait in concert? 
I even saw King George before he was a big deal when I was in college in Tyler. And yes, I'd be happy to see him again and again and again. Number nine. Did you meet former Texas Governor Ann Richards? I actually did. I met her in an elevator when I was working at the Worthington Hotel in Fort Worth. She asked me and a colleague if we voted. She told us it didn't matter who we voted for as long as we cast our vote. And yes, her eyes really were as blue as they say. Number 10. Do you know how to make a good breakfast taco? Yep, but I seldom do since Texas is covered with so many great breakfast restaurants that make great breakfast tacos everywhere. So why ruin a good thing and have to clean up dishes? So why the epic fail on this quiz? These questions seem pretty easy, right? I didn't have problems with those. To be honest, I had not traveled as much of the state back then, so some of the questions I would answer differently today. The main reason I scored so low related to Texas restaurants and musicians on the list. I've enjoyed many a culinary delight at Texas dining establishments, and I have an entire How Big Is Texas playlist featuring Texas musicians and songs about the Lone Star State. Several questions on the list pertain to dining options. Here was my beef with the restaurants listed, pun intended. Many were less than 20 years old and still are as of this writing. Sorry, list creators, but why should those be included? I don't consider them iconic. No offense to the newbies, but if you're talking Texan, I prefer some of the most established places that are at least 20 years old. Maybe that's because I'm a little more seasoned in age. Once again, pun intended. The quiz did list Texas staples like the Blue Bonnet Cafe in Marble Falls, Salt Lick Barbecue in Driftwood, and the Check Stop in West. What the list didn't include were the likes of Perini Ranch Steakhouse in Buffalo Gap, Kreitz Market, Smitty's Market, Black's Barbecue in Lockhart, the Grist Mill River Restaurant and Bar in Green, Rose's Cantina in El Paso, or Mary's Cafe in Strawn. Like many lists I read sharing iconic places in states, it included mostly locations in cities like Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth, and Austin, and hardly anything with a population under a million people. Yes, there are wonderful places to eat in these large cities, but Texas is loaded with great grub all over the state. Give the rural diners and locations west and east of I-35 some love next time. And just a note, the burger at Perini Ranch is by far one of the best I've ever eaten. The onion rings at the grist mill can indeed be worn as a bracelet, as the waiter told us. I tried it. And Rosa's Cantina features the great Marty Robbins throughout the humble establishment. Then there were questions about some lesser-known musicians, to me anyway. Yes, King George and Willie were there. True Texans and lovers of Texas know who I'm talking about without the last names. 
if they hadn't made the cut, I might have stopped taking the quiz altogether. I was also looking for names like Lyle Lovett, Buddy Holly, Selena, Janice Joplin, and ZZ Top. They weren't even in mention, but some still up-and-comings were on the list. I think they still need to earn their Texas chops before they make a list like this in the future. So as I thought about the list further, I decided to come up with a dozen questions of my own to be included in future Texas quizzes. What do you think of these? Number one, what color wrapper is a Whataburger wrapped in? I believe the first Whataburger I ever had came from Tyler when we were visiting family. The distinct orange color of the wrapper has always stuck with me. Number two, do you know how to play 42 dominoes? I have played many a game with family and friends, and even when you haven't played for a while, it's kind of like riding a bike. And did you know a 12-year-old Texan invented the game in 1887? His name was William Albert Thomas. Number three, have you ever spray-painted a car at Cadillac Ranch in Amarillo? I've spray-painted the Cadillacs a few times. The first time, I was traveling with my husband in our RV for a year and living as eccentric nomads. I highly recommend it. Spray painting and the RV living. Since this isn't something you would normally get to do to public property without getting arrested, it's well worth the stop. Number four, have you ever driven over the Regency Bridge near San Saba? Having watched Bob Phillips with Texas Country Reporter drive over the bridge for 50 years, I finally took the car over it a few years ago and again this year in celebration of TCR's success. Number five, have you visited the site of the first capital of the Republic of Texas in West Columbia? When I drove the Texas Independence Trail region, I was blown away by the history in West Columbia. From a re replica of the first capital to the location of Father of Texas, Stephen F. Austin's death, West Columbia is definitely a How Big Is Texas stop and a Texas trivia question must in the future. Number six, have you seen the Sam Houston Oak in Gonzales? Maybe it's just a tree to some, but for Texans, this tree played a big role as a place for Sam Houston to learn that the Alamo had fallen and its defenders killed which led to the Battle of San Jacinta. Number seven, have you seen the production of Texas Outdoor Musical in Paladura Canyon near the town of Canyon? I saw this incredible musical when I was 12, some four decades ago. I even have a photo of me on the stage when I was in my late teens as I always wanted to be a cast in the musical. Of course, uh, you have to actually audition first and be able to dance. I'll have to be a spectator instead. Number eight, have you stood on the location of the Muster Oak in LaGrange? Located in downtown LaGrange, the story of the Muster Tree and how the community has saved it over the years is powerful. According to the Texas A&M Forestry Service, the first recruitment of citizen soldiers under the tree probably took place around 1842. The tree is now reinforced with concrete. Number nine, have you visited the Rio Grande Valley and brought back fresh oranges or grapefruit straight from the citrus trees? 
In fact, I flew to the RGV for a conference and ended up flying back with a box filled with delicious oranges and ruby red grapefruit. I did bring back my gut by baggage, but might have left it had I given it too much thought. The citrus was that good, I might have grabbed a second box. Number 10. Did you ever sit on the porch at the Starlight Theater in Terlingua? I've had the good fortune to not only sit on the infamous porch, but also to receive free counseling from the late Dr. Doug. He's buried in the historic Terlingua Cemetery. Rest in peace, sir. Number 11. Have you ever driven to Noonday just for their onions? Not only have I been to Noonday to purchase onions, my aunt has even shipped a couple of bags to me. They're the best onions I've ever eaten, even compared to 1015s, and that's saying a lot. If you don't know the difference, you'll have to wait for another day to get an explanation. Number 12. Have you ever purchased a birthday or Christmas gift from Bucky's? Uh, yeah. And not just because I had stopped on Christmas Eve and didn't have anything picked out. Plus, beaver nuggets and beef jerky make great stocking stuffers. Like school, at least when I was going, I thought I'd throw in a few bonus questions to help you out. Do you have at least one thing in the shape of Texas in your home? My list is too long to show here, but a few include a basket from Jacksonville, weather vane, necklace, fire pit, cast iron baking pan, mood ring. Do you have at least one Texas flag or item with the Texas flag on it in your home? Again, too many items to mention, but a few are cowboy boots, planters, wooden sign, shirts, windmill, nightlight, wallet. Have you ever driven the perimeter of Texas? Okay, I just wanted to add that one because I did it with my friends and I'm bragging. Morgan and Deborah and I drove the perimeter in June of 2020 when I first started this blog. Despite the low score I got on the lame test, I took a few years ago, I consider myself to be a true Texan. It has molded me into who I am today, and I'm proud of that heritage and look forward to my continued quest across Texas as I experience the wonders and go on adventures through and around this great state. So, how Texan are you? And if you're not from Texas, what makes you who you are in your state or even your country? Before I wrap up this podcast, I thought I'd share one of my favorite stories about Texas pride. A few years ago, I was talking with a young woman over the phone, and she stated she was from Texas. As a native Texan, I asked her where she was born. She told me she was actually born in Virginia, but moved to Texas when she was three months old. As we talked, I thought about the familiar bumper sticker on many a Texas bumper. I wasn't born in Texas, but got here as fast as I could. It's certainly my husband's motto as a non-native. I felt sure this young woman owned the same bumper sticker based on the pride I heard in her voice. What made her story so special? Here's the rest. You be the judge. It turns out 
while the parents of the girl were preparing for her birth while they were in Virginia, her Texas grandmother couldn't stand the thought of her not being born in the Lone Star State. So Grandma actually sent a plastic bag of Texas soil to her daughter so that when her granddaughter was born, she could put the bag under her during the birthing process and they could say she was indeed born on Texas soil. Her birth certificate may read Virginia as her native state, but her family did what they could to welcome this young lady into the world. Some may think this is ridiculous, but I, for one, would love to meet the wonderful grandmother and thank her for being such a great Texan. Sadly, I don't remember the name of the young lady, but I have no doubt she's representing the Lone Star State well wherever she is. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. You can also follow me at How Big Is Texas on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. If you like this podcast, please take the time to give us a Texas-sized friendly review. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, in Texas, safe travels.